Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we're here to talk some Reds baseball with you. It's been a while. Uh, we've got got a few things to to talk about. Um, got Carlos on with us tonight. Carlos, how you doing? I'm just glad to be on. Like you said, it's been a while. Uh, sucks today. The first thing we're going to talk about is, I mean, we'll get to the we'll get to the, all the slapping that happened while while we've been away. But today during the game, Tyler Stevenson broke his thumb on a foul pitch. Uh, the ball was tipped with him catching, and it hit his throwing hand. And he's going to be out four to six weeks, which I would probably say is going to be more on the six weeks, just because a broken bone usually takes about six weeks to heal, uh, depending on how bad the fracture is. I obviously don't know how bad the fracture is, but the Reds really do not have any catching depth beyond Tyler Stevenson. Um, Carlos, other than uh, uh, who we've seen so far this year, is there anybody else, catcher-wise, that you would see the Reds taking a chance on for the next six weeks? I, I, I don't know who's out there. I don't know who's been, you know, designated for assignment um, who's out there, but I would think that smartest play was to be is to get a veteran catcher, even, you know, even if they hit a buck eighty. I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point, does it, whether they win these games or lose them. Um, we all like them to win, but the most important thing right now is those, those pitchers grow with those young guys. And, you know, they can be around a pitching coach and a, and other pitchers like, like Mally and Castillo, but, I mean, forming that special bond with the catcher during the season, in-game, making small adjustments that you see in each other. I mean, that's how you learn as a pitcher, um, and, you, and you rely on a big league uh, catcher. So I was hoping, hopefully, maybe they still can go out and get someone that's got some multiple years under the belt at the big league level. Um, until then, I mean, shit, I have no idea who they get. Well, we've, we've already seen uh, Mark Kozlarski, however you say his name, um, and I know that they have Sandy Leone down in Louisville, who uh, is a veteran, but he doesn't hit for anything, which, shocking, a, uh, a minor leaguer or a catcher that doesn't hit. Um, but there's also Chris Oakey, who was a draft pick a few years ago, who uh, has made it to AAA. Uh, not sure if they're going to want to do anything with with him or not. He's not on the 40-man roster. Sandy Leone's not on the 40-man roster. Um, I don't know if it's going to come down to that because uh, Kozlarski is on the roster, 40-man roster. That's probably what's going to happen um, just because then they don't have to DFA somebody or release somebody. I think they already announced the move, didn't they? Did they? Did I miss it? I thought they did. 
Let's double check while we keep talking. Yeah, I uh, I must have missed that then. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I don't see anything on the Reds. No. Official okay, Reds. Um. I, if if it was me, I'd probably give Chris Oakey a chance. I know that uh, Ryan, who's not on tonight, would say fuck Chris Oakey, but <laughs> you already know what you got in Mark Kazuk. We're just going to call him Mark K from now on. Um, Sandy Leone, uh, I could see that as well, but I, I mean, let's just see what Chris Oakey can do. I know that his bat's not the best, but he's hitting the best of all those guys down there in Louisville. So, I, can I just don't think hitting matters. Like, yeah, for what? Like, even if he does hit well, what are they going to do? Is he going to be a backup to Stevenson? Maybe whenever he gets back. Like, Stevenson's yeah. not going. He's not moving on catcher for a while. Like, no, he's, he's broken not. Broken thumb. What was a, you know, a totally random thing that could have happened anywhere. And honestly, he uh, he needs to Stevenson needs to learn to put his non-catching hand behind him when he's catching because he had it yeah, sitting. Think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying he had it sitting right there behind his glove, and so as soon as it was tipped, instead of just hitting off his chest protector, it went right off his thumb. Well, there was I, a runner on on first, so he was wanting to be able to pop up. So you leave your hand there. Like, you're taught to put it behind the catcher's net, but nobody does that because you want it to be as close to your, your glove as you can on that rubber steel second. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand. It's just... I don't know. It, it was sucks. It's a freak thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a freak thing. It sucks. He's the best right-handed hitter on the team. Um... And he could he could have used this time to further develop, while you know while the team sucks basically, but hopefully, hopefully he gets back at hundred percent because he just has unlimited potential in my opinion, and yeah. he could be uh, he could be the like an all star level catcher for yeah, years. I, mean, this, I, I think this cost him the all star this year for sure. Oh, absolutely! He would have been the Reds representative. That, which, that kind of makes it kind of interesting. Now, who's going to be it? Like, maybe if Ashcraft has two more, three more dominant innings or uh, outings, maybe Joey keeps going hot for another month. I don't know. I yeah, I mean, it was clearly going to be Stevenson as the lone representative, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of when you're talking about Joey. There's a lot of first basemen in the National League having great years. Uh, you know, Pete Alonso is probably uh, going to, if he doesn't win the vote, going to be on the team. Um, Paul Goldschmidt's having a good year. Um, and then there's some others, but... Well, yeah, Paul Goldschmidt's got to be the leader, right? Yeah. He's like 800 against left-handers? Yeah, he, he annihilates left-handers. So, man, I don't know. I mean, we thought Diaz might have had a chance. But, no, but no, he's blown up some. Um, yeah. It's not going to be Tommy Pham, but he's... <laughs> Drury? How about Drury? Could be. It, you're Honestly, <laughs> it that might be it. Because, I mean, what, he's got 11 homers? 
10 homers, 11 homers, something like that. And really. That would be, so, be so funny if he made it. <laughs> we start watching the All-Star game, and then all of a sudden, they're starting to announce the, uh, the reserves, and they're like, the Cincinnati Reds. What's his name, Brandon? Right? <laughs> well, another possibility. Jury. Another possibility. Like, Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> what about Graham Ashcraft? Do you think he's been up a lot enough? I mean, he's. I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is, but right, I don't. If he either. has three, four more good starts. I'm guessing. I guess we got to kind of find out whatever the the cutoff is for all stars. Yeah, because <laughs> we're you're, you're talking. I mean, outside of Stevenson and. Uh, now that Votto's swinging a hot bat, not many people are hit. I mean, it's it's not going to be Kyle Farmer. I don't watch your mouth. I don't know <laughs> how. I don't know how it really works. Like, do the coaches as an organization sender, known representative, if nobody's voted in or picked or whatever? I believe the manager picks. So uh, then they, 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 he might be pushed to send Tyler or um, Hunter Green. If he has a couple of more solid, True. really good outings, just so he can get that extra exposure, and you know, and you know that's going to be all nerve wracking stuff. So he'll get that under the belt too. So, do you think that's probably the best bet? Do you think they could potentially like name Stevenson and then have an injury replacement, and oh, then that's how they get around it? I don't think so, because what he's going to miss an entire month before yeah, the All Star break. That's true. Yeah, it, and he already missed time earlier in the year. His ABs are way down. Yeah, you're right. Man. (laughs) I think the best bet probably now he's talking about is going to be Hunter Green. Because he has enough innings, and then if he has, I don't know, three more dominant outings. Oh, yeah, he throws three more dominant outings, and you're right. That could be the representative. Because I think the Reds would, would want, if it comes down to somebody like Ashcraft or Diaz, or Drury, or Hunter Green, they're going to be like, let's go ahead and send a guy that we for sure know is going to be the, going to be there, you know? Right. He's going to be here long-term, and he's probably going to have multiple of these. Let's get this first one under the belt. So, you know, next time he's under, you know, the spotlight, maybe two years from now, a playoff game, and you know, he's already got that sort of lights and cameras all around him where he's been through it, so. Yeah, and he uh, he was at the Futures game a couple, was it one year or two years? <coughs> Can't. I think he went twice, didn't he? Yeah, I think he went twice. And maybe Lagoa went twice. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of options when it comes to Reds and All-Stars. Man. So, changing the subject a little bit, since it's been a while since we've we've recorded, we got to talk about Tommy Pham and the slap herd around the baseball world. Tommy yeah. Pham... While selfishly I think he's entertaining, he might be a psychopath. Because he hauled off and smacked Jock Peterson like Will Smith did to at the Oscars. And over fantasy, ba- fantasy football, now $10,000 buy-in apparently on this fantasy baseball league, which is well out of, you know, my <laughs> fantasy fantasy I football. I think that's, uh, that's kind of weak sauce for those guys. 10000 
I mean, especially since Mike Trout's the commish, and... I mean, yeah, that's like... Well, first of all... Probably how's... less. It's probably less than, like, $200 or $100. I mean, you... Oh, it... Especially for Mike Trout, that's like a $10. Hey, what is, what is minimum... I don't even know what it goes down to. I think back when I was there, it was like... Twenty five hundred a day. Um, yeah, it's a lot higher than that now. I know. Yeah, so I'm saying like that's so it's a drop in the bucket for those guys. Yeah. So and then he and then he threw and then he threw Mike Trout under the bus. That son of a bitch. Like what? Did, what is Mike Trout supposed to do? <laughs> I wonder if Mike Trout is really worried about his ten thousand dollar fantasy football league with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. But you go, you haul off and slap somebody over fantasy football. Yeah. For, yeah, like ten thousand dollars is a lot to most people, but to those guys, like you said, it's like a hundred bucks. You're gonna slap somebody over that, get suspended for three games. You lost more money probably from that suspension than you would have just in that ten thousand dollar buy-in. Yeah, that was a funny thing. It's like you're missing with my money, you idiot. You just lost way more than ten thousand dollars. <laughs> But this isn't anything new for Tommy Pham. He, he, he's got a reputation of... He just says what he wants to say. Um, at the beginning, when he was signed, people were all up in arms when he said, I'm just here to get my numbers, which... Okay, I mean, we, he, he speaks brutal honesty in his eyes. Uh, he also is the guy who was stabbed outside of a strip club one night. Uh, was that when he was Multiple with the Padres? Times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and survived. So, I mean, I'm not going to... I mean... I, is, he's not some... Too bad. He might listen and come at you. Oh. <laughs> that's why I'm saying a lot of people <laughs> were like, the Reds need to cut him, uh, get rid of him. And selfishly, I was like, this is entertaining as hell. Yeah, I, I was one of those guys that didn't want him around. Oh, he absolutely probably shouldn't be around, but I'm just saying selfishly for... Yeah, yeah. I you know. I mean, and, I, and I say, I've said that all year since they started making these trades in, in the offseason. I'm like, whatever, just entertain me. Right. At this point, so... And... I guess I guess the bad drama is... just as good as the good drama. It's not going to be this bad. The Reds were the talk of the sports world for an entire day because of that. And I'm not and I'm not talking just baseball. I mean the entire sports world was talking about Tommy Pham hauling off and slapping Jack Peterson. It's crazy how the entire <laughs> sports world talked about that. They talked about three and twenty two and they talked about uh loss no hitter. <laughs> yeah, the loss no hitter. <laughs> Those were three little national headlines. And, well, you know, that's better than Phil Cast- the other headline, which was Phil Castellini saying, where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear him on the broadcast the other day? I did not. I was actually I not home. Um, I had a bunch of people send me tweets and messages saying, Phil Castellini's on TV. And I was like, well, I'm not at my TV. <laughs> so yeah, probably, he's probably thankful that it was a really quick hit. Oh yeah, 
because I was locked in the garage and, and I went inside and I decided to put on music because it was just such a boring game. Yeah. And just started to put on music and come back out and I see it and I'm like, oh crap, I'm trying to turn it down and turn the volume up on the TV. By then it was the third out. I didn't get to hear any of it. Yeah. <laughs> I. He didn't make any headlines with it, so at least he didn't stick his foot in his mouth, it seems. Which is which is actually an accomplishment for him. So, good job being able to speak and not in, insult your fan base for once, Phil. Um, but yeah, so, with again, Tyler Stevenson being out, um, it's probably going to... It's not going to affect... Um, the guys who are rehabbing coming back, they're still going to have to make some maneuvers uh, when India is activated and uh, Donovan Solano is activated um, and Max Schrock as well. So that's three guys who are coming back. Obviously, none of the three are catchers, so you're still going to have to make a fourth move. Um, It'd be interesting to see once India's healthy, um, and see what Donovan Solano can bring. Max Schrock, we know, can hit. Uh, just, it'd be interesting to see how this team's offensive production goes up, hopefully, with India coming back. Um, also, well, I forgot that Nick Senzel might be hurt, too. So, <laughs> maybe Schrock would take his spot. But do you see a, a bounce in production with uh, say India and either Solano or Schrock in the lineup every day? Uh, I would say it had to be a combination of a good a good of two of them. Of two of the three to equal what Stevenson has been doing. Like, sure, yeah. India is capable of having a spectacular month, but listen, this, he just, he had just had to start all over in this season. Like, he, he had basically now a an abbreviated spring training again. Played in a couple of games, and he's going to come back. So don't expect too much from him for a while. Yeah. So it's, it's going to probably whatever they could, two of those three can bring back is going to equal where Stevens is at. And then I guess we'll see what Solano can bring. And hopefully Sinzel's not hurt again. Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't seen anything from Donovan Solano. Uh, he's. Uh, I mean, last year he had he was league average he had an OPS plus of 102, which actually is a would be pretty good in this lineup. Um, but are you going to play him over Zuri right now? Oh no! I what I would do is he's making a lot more money than Zuri is. I, I would I would probably DH Drury and put Solano at third and. Uh, depending on the health of both, well, I forgot about uh, Almora got hurt too. So, uh, depending on the health of Sinzel and Almora, you might have Schrock playing in the outfield. I know he's played a little bit in the outfield in the majors, and he's played a couple games in the outfield at Louisville. Uh, you might stick him in the corner, uh, and then obviously uh, Reynolds would probably end up being sent down when India comes up and. Uh, you're not going to move Farmer off a of short with what you have right now. And uh, Solano and Drury would probably flip-flop between third base and DH in my mind. What do you think? Yeah, this is 
it's so funny. Hopefully in maybe four years from now, you can replay this last minute of all these rosters and these names that you just mentioned. Trying to fill out starting lineup and you can laugh <laughs> for a good minute, but I don't know, man. These are chairs. Whatever. Let everybody play whatever position. It's, it's, they're so depleted. Yeah. I don't even know what to say, man. There, there's not much depth in the minors. Everything, mm-hmm. All of the talent in the minors is double A and below. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Lodolo obviously is hurt, and Green are with the Major League team now. Um, and there's not I mean Louisville doesn't really have a lot of prospects there's just a bunch of guys down there right now and most of the guys that are on rehab are in Louisville so organizational depth is a concern which at the trade deadline you wonder if uh, they're going to go young again with some of the people that they acquire but at the same time, they have to have they have to have, they have to invest in the draft and the international draft and the international signing because that's where the good teams that are that have the quote unquote limited budgets build from. That's where the Rays build from is from yeah. drafting and signing international prospects. <laughs> and right now, yeah, the Reds have some amazing talent in Dayton. And a little bit in Chattanooga, but that's not Cincinnati. No, that's not Louisville ready to be called up. Um, if if yeah. if Kyle Farmer got hurt, who's coming up to play shortstop? You can't, you can't tell me Barrero's going to come up because he's been a strikeout machine and not making contact in Louisville. Would you call up Matt McLean? No, they're gonna. They would call up Guerrero. They're not gonna start. Starless Clock, the forty man. Yeah. yeah, they call up Guerrero and say, "Well, let's go." Man, and you know all this talk about you know the prospects and let's look forward to twenty twenty four. Like, okay, so we're saying that all of these prospects are gonna pan out. That's what everybody's planning on. Like, okay, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, they'll be ready. Odds are, most of them are not going to pan out. That's true. As uh, as Chad Dotson likes to say, hope is not a strategy. Yeah. You're hoping that they pan out, but, I mean, you we've seen from guys that the Reds have drafted high thinking, you know, these guys are going to make it, and they flame out. Um, yeah. There's guys that tear it up in A and double A, and then get to triple a and just peter out that's just i mean that's just life that's just how it is you can't rely on one or two prospects you have to build depth at multiple positions so that when somebody flames out there's another prospect that you can i don't want to say rely on but hopefully you get something out of those multiple prospect multiple position prospects. You know what I'm saying? If I can spit this out clearly or not. So, yeah. Nick Crawl needs to have a good draft this year. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> yeah. And and once they're drafted, you have to have the guys in the system to develop them. 
I mean, you were around when they did that stupid pitch to contact and take a strike. That's not how you develop. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious because now I don't know how big of a role Kyle Bodie played like in the development of each one of these guys that is now getting called up and all these good pitching prospects. He's not there anymore, so... No. My, my... How do we, so how do we know that this this pitching trend of you know building pitchers within is going to continue? Because that guy's no longer there. Right, and since they called up Graham Ashcraft, there's there's really only a couple of you know really good starting pitching prospects still in the system, and uh, one of them was just acquired from the Mariners, and he's he I mean he's been doing okay since he's been pitching, but. Uh, Graham Ashcraft was the next one in line after Lodolo yeah. and Green. And so it's going to be a little bit before you see another starter come out of the system. So <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. You're, you're going to see very quickly in a post-Kyle Bodie farm system what what they got. Yeah. So I know you need to go you've got a hard stop so uh do you have any final thoughts um not really man it's just i always get bummed out for for a while after seeing a game like today like i was you know feeling good about the series i thought for sure they were going to win this game today uh but it's just it's what the reds are it's what we thought they were going to be before the season started so it's just continue to you know have fun with it. Watch, watch guys like Joey and and Diaz and Farmer and Drury have success and root on the young pitching and you know, hopefully they entertain us. That's all we can ask for this year too. That's true. Um, I don't really want to. I, I hope Tommy Fam doesn't slap any more people, but <laughs> it would be entertaining if he did. So yeah, because um, it'll make it really hard to trade it for anybody who does that. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts, I want to give a shout-out to Ram at Uncram. Give a shout-out to Callie at the Cincy Sports Gallery. Go there and get all your Reds memorabilia. And uh, maybe they can get Tommy Flam and Fam in there to slap you for like $100 a piece or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so for Carlos, uh, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati where the river